Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Thanks for listening to Danny and Dusty On Demand, a Service Patriots podcast. Is your heater safe? Why replace it when Service Patriots can restore it? Get their $59, 27-point furnace tune-up and safety check, including a free 1-inch filter. They'll also check your AC for free. Go to servicepatriots.com. I know it's worst day on the web time, but instead we've got Jeremiah Coughlin in town, who definitely not anything to have to do with anything being worst day on the web. Oh, am I on? There we go. Jeff's got his mic now. I gotta push the button. No, Jeff's got you behind you. Oh, so I, see, I came in here. I was ready to Wally Pip. Uh, Dusty, I was ready to take his job forever, and then I can't even get the microphone. <laughs> That's on. actually why he's not here today. It's not yeah. the fact that he's he's peeing out his butt. It's You're the fact that <laughs> it's the fact that you were coming in studio. You're out of the lineup. Sorry, buddy. Yeah. So uh, here comes Garrick taking your spot. Good luck getting it back. <laughs> so you've got a uh, you've got a taping coming up. Yeah, we're doing a recording my album at uh, Helium Sunday, seven p.m. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll be fun. Got a couple. Local folks opening with me, and yeah, it's it's gonna be a great time. Got a lot of a lot of uh, fun stuff to say. What what kind of goes into recording an album? Like how does how does that whole that whole process come together? Because I was giving him hell earlier, but when we opened the show about, um, have you ever like thought about the idea of of um, the the process of like throwing yourself on stage and trying to do five minutes of stand up? Because sure. eating that golden bleep of death is just one of the most hilarious things to see somebody else do, <laughs> as long as it's not you doing it. Yeah, you know, it's like uh, public speaking and spiders, right? Mm-hmm. Those are the number two uh, pe- things people are afraid of. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I mean, for this particular album recording, like we talked about earlier, I, I had a deal set up and I, I did a recording in Philly, like this time last year, and then through some circumstances, um, that recording's kind of gone into the wind. There have been some, like leadership changes with the company I was working with and that kind of thing. So we're just going to do it all over again. But uh, I'm really happy about that as far as like how I've grown in the last year and I'm excited about it and getting to do it locally here. You know, it's going to be a lot of fun. And, you know, as far as like the process with my, my process, it's like I've been doing hour long shows for the last probably three years pretty regularly which is kind of insane for people that don't understand like what it takes to put an hour together let alone yeah five 15 or 20 minutes yeah well and then it gets weird when you do other shows and they're like do 10 like Like, i gotta tighten that up a little bit huh all right i got two jokes okay let's do two jokes (laughs) um yeah but you know i don't know after a while you just start kind of piecing things together and in my head things like make sense it's like there's a a beginning point and an end point that i want to get to 
So, like, I did it last weekend. Uh, sun this last Sunday, I was in Tacoma, and I did an hour there. And I mean, it was like I was fifty-five minutes in the first time I looked at my watch and was like, "Oh, okay, I guess we got to go." Like, I guess we got to get out of here. So, didn't didn't have the clock down on the floor in front of you? No, I just keep my watch on. Okay, and, you know, it, you it just was pretty pretty natural and felt good. And I was like, okay, like if I can do that in front of all the all the friends here in Portland, then I think it'll work out pretty good. Yeah. Uh, I'll be honest here. So one of my buddies, he really wants to get into stand-up comedy. So I, I'm asking all of his questions. I texted him today, and uh, so all of his questions are are what I'm going to ask you. Yeah. How how does your writing process work, and does it like differ from, uh, you know, if you're you're taping your album, you're taping your special. How does it differ? Uh, when you, when do you know, like, hey, we're going to go into the album. I'm ready for an album. I'm ready for a special. How do you know when a, wor- a joke works? If a joke, you know it's going to work, but it isn't working. How do you fix that? How does that all come about for you? Mm, that's a lot of layers. That's a lot of questions. Mm, I'm an onion uh, guy. I know. I would not start if I was your buddy, but... Uh, my, 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 I just start with saying, don't. Don't do it. Uh, it's a terrible, terrible addiction that you'll never get over. So much so that you're doing it full time now. Yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> terrible, terrible idea. But as far as like stuff working and stuff not working, um, you know, there's, especially here in Portland, there's hundreds of open mics. Um, you know, like if you're getting a lot of stage time, you there's sort of like a um, a system of, taking jokes that you're maybe new or maybe you're not sure about or whatever and then you just kind of slip those in between two jokes that you know do work and then get a reaction off of that um a lot of the open mics you know it's like just other comics and that kind of thing and so if you can get any sort of reaction out of those jokes and you're like okay maybe i'm on to something mm-hmm. um writing process i'm definitely not the person to ask about that because I've never written a joke down in my life. Like, really? Not, no. So it's just all verbal workshopping? Yeah. It's just freestyler? All, I've, no, I mean, it's the same. Like, it's the jokes. Like, I have the jokes, and I like they're written in my head, but I don't. I just don't write things out. It's not do, how my brain you, works. Even though you're – because you're saying them over and over and over yeah. in the shows. So even since you're not writing them out – because I, I know there are some comedians that it's the same. Sure. Line for line, word for word, bar yeah. for bar, all the way yeah. through. For you, is that a little bit different where it's like there's going to be some variation because you're just kind of, not necessarily riffing, but like just little little different, little subtle differences show to show. Yeah, I'll try different stuff out and see how it goes. Um, but I mean, like they're all they're all in my head. So mm-hmm. it's, it's always going to be kind of the same, you know, like cadence or the way you say it or word choice and I'll work on those. And, but I just like, I feel like writing it down, it's, and I don't like really watch footage of myself or anything like that like everyone has their own not, process. not watching the tape not a big tape guy not a game tape guy no not the all not the all one no not a big <laughs> i don't know just not <laughs> it's just not not the way i do things i don't know so it, it's more about like i guess part of it is my memory's good luckily um but then there's times when something it's will come not up. all molly and, and bong resin not anymore no, yeah okay. no uh tw- <laughs> twinkie filling <laughs> and bong resin uh but yeah, sometimes uh, something will, someone will say something, or I'll be in the middle of something, and I'll be, I'll remember a joke. I'm like, gosh, you know. So sometimes there is stuff that just sort of like falls out of my head while I'm sleeping, and then never comes back. And then something will trigger it, and I'll be like, oh yeah, that was a good joke. You should try to bring that joke back, you know. And so I mean, part of it for me is doing that over. I mean, I've been doing stand up for eleven years now, mm-hmm. so like there's a progression of 
you know, jokes that have, that were pretty okay, or that you've added stuff to, or that you've worked into things. And then once you kind of get them all down in a way where you feel good about it, um, you know, you just try to try to get something tangible, you know, like I recorded an album in 2017. Mm-hmm. That was my Seamus McGravy album, still available on Bandcamp if you're interested. There you uh, go. It's, it's out there. And, you know, I mean, like, it's not super cringe. Like, there's still some stuff on there that I'm still doing, but <laughs> a lot of it's like, eh, all right, you know, like, you're a baby. Like, you're just learning, you know? And so I think it's like any sort of like entertainment or, you know, like where you're presenting your ideas to people. Sure. There's going to be times where you're like, oh, I don't know. I mean, don't you feel like that when you listen to like you you go back and watch your old shows oh or, god yeah if you like oh, man, you watch like the very first episode of outsiders what was I doing? and it was a tire fire <laughs> it is so bad and it was like and joe and i and shane we, we we've talked about this like yeah the the growth process over you know five years was yeah. so insane so much we got so comfortable that shane was dropping f-bombs on tv so no, um no. you know that was too comfy yeah. Hey, well, the great thing is, call or cable, so not illegal, oh. uh, not getting fined, but still, eh, TV executives get a little. We ain't that. found sh- that part. Um, yeah. <laughs> that scared me a little bit. That was just in my earphones. That's, like, that's oh, God. What? Yeah. What just happened? Uh, is Shane here, aka yeah. Jeff of Rust. Yeah. <laughs> Jeremiah Coughlin in studio. Uh, he's got his uh, album recording uh, Sunday night at Helium Comedy Club. Tickets still available. Tickets still available. Oh yeah, and we'll say this: uh, yeah. if you if you go to my Instagram right now, follow me on Instagram, send me a message. I have two free tickets. Somebody somebody can have two free tickets if you uh, slide into my DMs and um, tell me who the uh, uh, World Series MVP in 1987 was. Uh, put that in put that in my DMs, and I'll give you uh, you and a friend a ticket to see me on Sunday, seven o'clock at Helium Comedy Club. But yeah, go to my Instagram, follow me. And get on my DMs, and I'll I'll send you two free tickets. Definitely gonna pick down. one. Gonna pick one. Not the first one. He's just gonna Probably, pick one. Uh, yeah, somebody who has a cute dog in their profile picture, or something like that. Very much so. Um, yeah. You down to stay for another segment? Yeah, yeah. I want to tell you my idea to fix the transfer por- transfer portal. Absolutely. Ooh, we were just uh, talking about that. I yeah, no, so I got he, an idea. He 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 was listening outside. We we made him listen outside. Yes, yeah, I was just standing yeah. in, a, in a phone booth yeah. with Dan's voice pumped yeah. in. <laughs> it's that's our little torture chamber. Yeah, out that's there. how they break people. Yeah, it's, it looks like a little <laughs> fart booth. Uh, we'll we'll get back to uh, Jeremiah Conflict here in studio. Danny and Dusty, today the fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and 1080. The fan. We're now joined by Jeremiah Coughlin live and in studio. Jeremiah has his uh, album recording. Sunday night, Helium Comedy Club. Wonderful, wonderful place. It's not a special. They're not no video. No video. I've got a face for radio. There you go. Well, we, that's that what this. Way. That's what this is for, buddy. Yeah. I think people with red beards are beautiful. So See? you're Look beautiful in my book, bud. No, this is why I came here. To get just, gassed up by Will Ortner, yeah, right. Big well, handsome man. people mm. with red beards—they're—they're they're the most attractive people I hear. Wow, lots of mm. Travis Kelsey comparisons. Okay, red beard. He's—he has—he thinks he looks like Travis Kelsey. But oh, it's, somebody people... very, 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 very drunk said that. <laughs> just because the first time it started at a bar, but it's happening now when people are for sure sober. So there you go. That's like trend. when somebody once told me I look like Nick Cage. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> oh, yeah, I see okay. it. I yeah. can see it. Yeah, I get it. It's better than Galifianakis. That's what I get. Uh, yeah. <laughs> or fat Ed Sheeran. <laughs> <laughs> I get Farva, so I can't really get too bad. Oh, yeah. you do go. Yeah, have you had no. the mustache? Oh, no. Yeah, no. Don't call me 91 radio. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, before we went to break, uh, you said you had a uh, fix for the transfer portal. So what I'm saying is the NCAA is not mm. just football, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's all of the things, so unfortunately. So what, what you start doing is you have to you have to trade. You have to So the kids just can't go in the transfer portal. So if Cam Ward wants to be a Husky, mm. God, I hope he doesn't. But sounds like, it sounds like Ohio State. Good, good. But either way, if, if Cam Ward wants to go wherever, so if he wants to go to Ohio State, then – Ohio State has to return something to Washington State. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have to be a football player. It could be a baseball player. It could be their leading scorer on the women's basketball is, is team. This like a, is there an exchange rate, though? Like, is the tennis yeah. player worth yeah, I mean, like you got, one-third of a baseball player? Yeah, I mean, it's just like, it, you know, it's just like when Dame goes to somewhere else for seven dudes. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the same thing. Like, okay. So if you so want Dame sure Ward, yeah. we're taking the starting five off your volleyball team. Okay. Ooh, what like about it. what about like recruiting? Because in the NBA and NFL, MLB, you can trade draft picks. What yeah. if you get to trade like, hey, Ohio State, you get Cam Ward, but Washington State gets to take your top recruit. Yeah, we got this middle schooler mm. who's 6'4", 250. You know, you get to take the top recruit in twenty twenty eight. There you go. <laughs> there you go. I like, See, you know this what? could really get interesting. You know what? You know what else you could do? You get a uh, whatever Ohio State spends on a recruiting visit. There you go. They, look, man. Cash considerations. I'm just gonna say that cash considerations could be mm-hmm. pretty pretty wild. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go out on a limb and say the Oregon's and the and the USC's and the Ohio States and Michigan's of the world, their recruiting visits probably cost a little bit more than yeah. the uh, the old Coug visit. Well, yeah, Coug visit. You just take them and drop them off in Greek Row and get them. You know, slammered, slammered. You know, they, they, they oh. wake they wake up in a field with some Cougar gold. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're telling me that they don't go and tour all the academic buildings. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> I thought they were. Books. I thought they were student athletes. <laughs> a lot sir. Of books here. Do you want to? Re- we got a lot of books in this building, but who cares about that? Come on over here. Yeah, we're going. We're going to Shakers. What do you think they're shaking in Shakers? Huh? Uh, going to Valhalla. <laughs> salt, salt and pepper. I've been kicked out of there. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, Will Will has a, a friend who is very much interested in getting yeah. into stand-up comedy, and one of the things he was interested in, uh, we were talking about during the break. Your kind of origin story. Give us yeah. your your Marvel uh, origin pitch. So kind of like Will was saying, his friend is. You know, like I was a comedy nerd. Like I grew up watching a lot of stand up, was very interested in it. But then I didn't start doing stand up till I was 30, mm-hmm. which is kind of old. I mean, you look at, you know, people like Chris Rock or, you know, Eddie Murphy started doing stand up when he was like 12 years old or whatever. Yeah, right? well, the, so, the, the newest one that just got canceled, Rife was doing it when he was like 16 or whatever. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah. Yeah, very young. And I always kind of felt like, oh, maybe I missed my window, mm-hmm. you know. But then uh, there was two things that happened. I started uh, working with a guy who had done stand-up like in the 90s hmm. locally here, Ken Samuelson. He's probably not listening, but shout-out to Kim Samuelson. He uh, he was my boss, and we used to just like nerd out, and he was basically like, if you don't do it, like go to an open mic. Just try it. If you don't try it, you'll always regret not trying it. But right? at least try it. Right, which was terrible advice because I would have been perfectly happy. I, <laughs> I could just be a normal person. I, I could have been totally fine and <laughs> yeah. not destroyed my self-esteem for Yeah, years. I could have just been a normal person right now. Instead, I'm here. But... Um, and the other thing is, like, I had a friend uh, who started going to open mics and doing open mics, mm. and he's not funny. <laughs> like, just 100% not funny. And so I was like, well, if, ben, if Ben's going to start going to open mics, then, you know, it was just like that kind of like looking across the room like, well, what am I doing? Why am I so, what am I so scared of? You know, like one of the first like real. He's doing it and he sucks. Yeah, it was like one of the first <laughs> like real bits I wrote was like on that premise where it's like, I think that's how most girls in this town become exotic dancers. You know? Oh, we're, sure, yeah. Yeah, we're like, Kelly's showing her boobs? All right, I could do that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I've seen them. They're not that great. They're not great. Yeah. She's bringing home money? Yeah. I can at least double that. 150 bucks a night? Come on. I could do the champagne room. So <laughs> I think that's I think <laughs> that's probably how it works out. I mean, that's how it worked for me. And, you know, 10, 11 years later, here I am. So. I, I'm going to ask you to relive your, your, your worst moment. Oh, man. What, what, was, what was the time when you, you just absolutely ate it there's been some bad ones you know like those first open mics like if the first open mic i did was in lads and it was not even like a comedy open mic it was just an open mic just open do mic. whatever yeah people singing acoustic guitar songs mm-hmm. about how their dad didn't love them or whatever and <laughs> also the same woman who was at the the topless bar later that night it was jen a. she was the uh, waitress <laughs> Um. Yeah, I don't know. I don't really have any like horror stories though. I did an open mic in in a gentleman's club in Vegas once. Oh, Vegas already is yeah, and not that was a great place to do it. That was weird. I mean, I've been ignored during comedy, but not for that reason. You know, uh, <laughs> yes. it's like just this Venn diagram of sadness, like open mic comedy <laughs> and you know, uh, gentleman's club. Was this a what, what, like what what level of gentleman's club is? It this? was it was the Sapphire. It was like the oh. biggest one. Yeah, and they have like a separate room where they do comedy. And it, it was. That seems like a weird. Like, I want to get my. Yeah. Sure. Bad laughs bad and, and rocks off. It was a know? bad combo. Yeah, that was that was probably one of the worst ones. Um, you know, I don't know. There's been I just recently, very recently, and and these people were all very nice. 
but I've gotten to the point now where I'm doing like private gigs for people and, you know, like, oh, okay. uh, you know, like corporate stuff yeah, yeah. or people's birthdays or whatever. Uh, someone just asked me to do like a church, a, a squeaky clean church thing. And I was like, Ooh, that might be out of my depth. Uh, you got to button that one up a little bit. I'm going to need some extra. Give me some of that Jesus money for that. <laughs> but, um, I know you guys don't pay taxes. Give me some of that money. Um, but I just did a stand-up show in Roseburg, Oregon with, um, oh. Oh, at a doctor's office at 11 o'clock Saturday morning. And it was this a very nice man. He was a, a nephrologist, which is a kidney doctor. It was his 60th birthday and his wife did it to surprise him so that she could like set up uh, the house for the like the actual birthday party. Oh, gotcha. So like we'll send him to this place for an hour. And um, it was just like all very nice uh, doctor people. And most of them just kind of stared at me. You know, I mean, it's like daylight. It's just not the way to do comedy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I mean, we earned it. We earned it that day. That one was, it was definitely. (laughs) Worked for your money, huh? It was an experience. Yeah. It was like this big, it was kind of like this building where there was just like giant, you know, floor to ceiling windows. Yeah. And I was like, we're going to have to close all these curtains. Like we have to at least make an effort to not feel like. To ambiance this a little bit. 11 a.m. on a Saturday. Um, yeah, you know, and then, you know, I do, I do jokes about my doctor and like, my, like urology and all these things. And there was actually like people that do those things. And I was like, oh, they're going to love this. And they didn't, D- didn't uh, play, huh? no, that's, so, that's not how we do our job. Yeah. Wait a minute. Yeah. We're nice people. What are you talking about? So I don't know, man, it's, it, it just depends. There's different, different crowds and different people. I don't know. You just saw that speaking of urology the <laughs> i'm doing this joke right speaking now about, urology. i'm doing this joke about pimdas go on do you remember oh yeah pimdas yeah i PEMDAS. used pimdas yeah. yesterday see Substitute and what teacher. were you what were you taught when you were a kid to remember pimdas uh parentheses no but wasn't there something to help you remember like, oh like a rhyme or whatever yeah, yeah. A, a mnemonic i was gonna say yeah. I've, been, I've been hitting the head a lot okay. oh <laughs> please excuse my dear aunt sally yes Damn. nailed it so I was in Tacoma uh, this weekend, and I, I'm setting this bit up. <laughs> Thank you for throwing out mnemonic. I didn't think he would know what that means. He's been hitting the head a lot. But yeah. I was, yeah, it's weird that triggered it for me. I, I was like, what were you? This kid's like shaking his head vigorously. I was like, what were you taught? And he said, pee every morning during a shower. <laughs> That, that's had a, a teacher who knew their audience. That's what that is. Had, I had like, a male math teacher. <laughs> yeah. Not to stay the night at that kid's house. Well, I know. My first question was, are you? Were you homeschooled? <laughs> like, who's saying this to you? And is that person in prison now? And the whole like the beginning, the way the joke started was, I was in Coos Bay and I heard this lady, and she said. Please excuse my drug addicted sister. Oh, and I was I like, mean, "Excuse me." Yeah, and it was like they tried <laughs> it the other way. Bachelors in nobody uh, has an aunt Sally. I, apparently, but. it's a, it's a it's a regional thing, you know. Uh, I know, and now I'm Coos just bays the drugs and uh, the guy that pees in the showers, the homeschool kid, or uh, I think I'm too te- old for this whole PEMDAS thing. Yeah, I don't yeah. remember this. At oh, all. Yeah. you don't remember it? No, no. It, I remember the dear Aunt Sally, but I just remembered PEMDAS. Yeah, like that was that was the That's device. Enough, yeah. It was enough for me. It Roy like, G. Biv, yeah. Yeah. yeah, there you go. See that one? I remember. You remember that one? Oh yeah, Roy G. Biv, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Colors of the Rainbow. I was gonna say that that mm-hmm. one I don't remember. Uh, um, a little bit of a serendipitous moment here, Jeremiah. Ken Samuelson has texted in and says he is indeed listening. Good, oh, good for him. Hi, Ken. Thank <laughs> you for everything. Thanks for ruining my life, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> it's all your fault. So uh, Come to my show on Sunday. <laughs> there you go. Would you say that, uh, Ken, and uh, who are some other uh, 
comedic influences for you? Yeah, I don't know. People always ask me that, and I don't really ever think of like stand-up comedians as people that like influence me. Um, I don't know, like Farley when I was a kid, like when I when I was younger, like that kind of just like boisterous, uh, you know, like. I don't know, whatever you want to call that. Slapstick um, almost. Slapstick for sure. Physical um, comedy. You know, uh I I really like Steve Martin when I was oh, a kid. Yeah. But, you know, he's more <laughs> jerk, like, man. Yeah, it was more like a song and dance kind of guy mm-hmm. and did a bunch of different stuff, but like straight stand up. Um there's people regionally, like there's a guy uh named Gabe Rutledge, a guy named Kermit Apio. Um, that are both like Seattle Olympia comics um, who are very, uh, very good. Uh, my buddy Zoltan, who I'm traveling with this uh, this winter, people who have like done a lot to teach me the business part of it. You know, it's like kind of that entrepreneurial thing where it's like, oh, I, I can be funny, but do I know how to like, make money? off? Yeah. It. Book my own gigs, yeah. like sell merch, do all these things that can actually make it so you don't have to, you know, Uber drive yeah. every night, you know, <laughs> because it can be tough. Um yeah, and then uh, like I was really into Doug Stanhope when I was a kid. Yeah, who's you know like kind of divisive uh, as far as people either like him a lot or sure. they don't like him. But um, yeah, and I wouldn't say that Mike, the my style or anything is is like that. But um, I, I mean, I've seen you uh, probably half a dozen times now. I, yeah. I'd say you're pretty damn unique. Like I don't, yeah. I don't think you, I don't think you borrow or steal or no, even, no. Li- even lightly use from anybody. I think you, sure. you've got a unique style. Uh, and if you want to see Jeremiah, you can see him Sunday night at Helium Comedy Club, seven o'clock. Yeah, seven o'clock. Uh, tickets are still available, and uh, like he said, he will. Uh, what is, what's your IG handle? Uh, at Jeremiah Coughlin. At Jeremiah Coughlin. Follow him on IG, and he will randomly select two winners to give tickets to yeah. to come see him. So if you're, and I will say this just uh, just as an unabashed number one plug for Jeremiah, he's good. He's very good. I've seen him a bunch mm-hmm. of times. I, he, you're sweet. Uh, look, I mean, we have been sweet. around each other for a long time. We've worked around a lot of the same people, and in, in you know, there's, there's small a world. There's a reason why you're, you're successful because I've seen a lot of bad comedy, uh, but <laughs> but also. Go out and support comedy shows. We have a a, a, a and actually a really great comedy scene yeah, in Portland. It has been for a couple of years now. So get out and support your local comedy clubs. Uh, thanks for coming in, man. We really appreciate you. Thanks, buddy. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.